1: And so I want you to take a minute, if you would, to share this because people need to hear this. There's way, way too much uh, speculation going on in the body of Christ. And of course, we know that that's going to happen, but that's why I want you to share it. People need to hear the truth of God's word and what the Bible says about this. Uh, But today we're dealing with the the fact uh, or, or information, the facts surrounding the mark of the beast, and it's important to know about what the Bible says about it. And uh, I'm going to give you a couple of few a, a few things up front about uh, what people, uh, what a few people believe. Not a few, um, a lot of people believe about the mark of the beast. And then we're going to talk to you about what it actually is according to Scripture and uh, when it is, all that kind of stuff. So uh, you need to take notes because I'm sure there'll be a lot of information this morning. But the reason I say that is that there's been a lot of speculation regarding the mark of the beast for example one of the things that's been said and of course we know we're in this quarantine right now where um they're talking about those that are uh that that are infected with coronavirus all that one of the things that's been said I believe and I'm not I'm not quoting him here because I didn't see it someone this is secondhand information so if I if I get this wrong forgive me it's just what I was told but that in Bill Gates uh Interview that he did regarding coronavirus, uh, he was saying that if we could just get the people uh, vaccinated, then we could get everybody back to these large gatherings again. You know, if we could just get everyone vaccinated, we could get everybody back to the large gatherings again. So, uh, taking that out to its logical end, people are saying, well, does that mean? That if I want to start meeting at church again, then you know, could the government say to me that I cannot uh, meet at church again with my fellow believers unless I'm vaccinated? You know, people are people are asking that question, and it's it's a legitimate question uh, because it, it's a logical question that makes sense. You know, they're worried about the threat of coronavirus, and they want to work on a vaccine, but could they say to you? I mean, people say, well, they could never tell us what to do. Well, they thought that before they told us to shut our churches down. Everybody thought, well, the the government can't tell us what to do. We're Christians and we have the freedom to do what we want. Well, they already did that. They've told us to shut our churches down and almost every church is shut. So don't say they can't do it or say it. They can say whatever they want. How we react is another story. But the question remains, could they say, we'll let church meetings and public gatherings resume? If everyone gets vaccinated, could they say that? Well, of course they could say it. They could say it. I don't know that they're going to, but they could. Well, then the speculation uh, began after hearing that. Hey, Patty and Steve Lee, love you guys. Britt, good to see you. Marquise, good to see you. Um, Then the speculation continued. Well, what about this ID 2020 that they want to push? This uh, ID2020, where they can track you and uh, you know all, all the different things that um, they could do with something like that, whether it's, um, and if you don't know, not I'm not trying to cause worry or stress. I just want to explain to you the things that are out there. With ID2020, let's say that there was some sort of an implantable RFID chip, which we know there is. Uh, The first families in America that took those RFID chips were in 1996 here in Florida. So it's not that it's not around. It's available and around. And it's been around for a long, long time. A long, long time. Um, There's a corporation. You can look them up. They're called the Positive ID Corporation. Um, They used to be called something different. But I guess there was just too much controversy attached to their previous business name. They changed their name. Um, but they make implantable RFID chips and they've already been doing it since 1996. So if you don't think that somebody could put something like that, a, a, a trackable chip or something into the vaccine, of course they could. Of course they could. I don't know if you've done any study whatsoever on nanotechnology. Nanotechnology are, um, if the best way to describe it, nanobots, small, tiny little particles they inject at hospitals. They'll, they'll use them to run them through people's bloodstreams and through their hearts so that they can actually have a, a, a picture of what's going on inside your body. And that that's not like, that's actually used by hospitals currently. Nanotechnology has been around for a while. And um, nanotechnology is just stuff that's so small, but usable. Um, I've heard that some uh, agencies like, for example, SWAT teams and stuff, if they wanted to, they have the ability to even float those things in through air ducts in hostage situations, things like that, get a read out of the room without anybody ever knowing that it came in through the air ducts. So nanotechnology is real. It's been around. You can research it for yourself. It's been around for a long time. Um, to say that they could not put something like that, like they do in a hospital, into your body through a vaccine, of course they could. Of course they could. Um whether it's an RFID chip, whether it's nanotechnology, of course they have the ability to do that. It's been been around for a long time. Um, the question is, will they do that? You know, will they do that to be able to track your movements? You know, where they'll, they'll come and, you know, if you're in a place where you're not supposed to be, if you're congregated and there's too many people that have that uh, the chip or the nanotechnology in their body, too many people, they'll be able to know and tell that there's too many people gathered together. Whether they can do that, is we don't have to question that. They could do it. They could. The tech, What I'm saying is the technology is there for them to be able to do it. Um, whether they will do it is another story. I don't know that, and I'm not going to speculate on whether they will or won't. But one of the things that's been talked about, which is why I want to talk about the mark of the beast today, is that because of all this and because of all the... Um, the speculation and because of all of the technology that we know is available, there has been speculation and claims made about people taking the mark of the beast and say, well, you know, that uh, that could be, the you know, I, I don't want that to happen because that could be the mark of the beast. And what if what if I took it, you know, because it was in a vaccine and I didn't know it was the mark of the beast and now I'm doomed because now I've got the mark of the beast in me and I didn't even know that it was there. You know, there's people that are saying things like that. And so it's important for me to do a broadcast like this because there's so much speculation in in the body of Christ that it would help to have some actual truth, number one, to bring peace to your mind, and number two, to give you a greater understanding of what the Bible says about this subject. And so I want to get out of the way right right off the bat. Those those things are possible. Yes, they are. And let me just say this. I believe that... um, because we're in the last of the last days, you know, the rapture is not going to take place and then all this, you know, the the Antichrist is going to take two decades to set up his system. It's not going to happen like that. The framework for the tribulation and all of the things that are happening will have to have already been in place. These things will have to have been being built and set up before we leave the earth so that when... The church is gone. That the Antichrist will not only rise up and take power, but the things that will facilitate a one world government, a one world religion, a one world monetary system or economy uh, have to be in place already. And we know that the uh, technology for these things are already in place, by the way. I've done articles, I've done broadcasts, I've written things, uh, I've done podcasts on uh, end times Bible prophecy uh, technology. And we know that it's available. It is absolutely, uh, things that in the past, I'll give you an example. Things that in the past people said and interpreted the Bible to say, well, that's figurative, brother, the way the Bible's saying that is figurative. Let me give you an example. For example, when, and we'll read it in a moment, uh, when the the when the, uh, the two witnesses, are struck down and their bodies laid in the streets and the Bible says that the whole world will see them see them and see it happen. Well people would argue in in decades past in church well brother that that's figurative that just means you know that the their the world where they are their their known world, not the whole world but the world their region rather will see it happen. no the Bible's literal and says what it means means what it says now in 2020, We recognize that through live streaming, satellite technology, you know, international news networks, that we have the ability to have an event take place and have the world watch it happen on television, now on a mobile phone, just like with the World Cup. They said the last World Cup, over one-third of the world watched it live, and the other two-thirds had the ability to watch it with rather archived or you know, on on their phones if they wanted to, they just didn't. So we have the ability to see things happen. The other one is when the, uh, the, the Antichrist is struck down with a wound to his head and resurrected. And the Bible says, and the world will see it in marvel and follow after the beast. We'll read that in a moment. Well, that doesn't mean just the world surrounding where he is. It means the world will see it happen. And the technology is in place for the world to see something happen. You know, it's not, you know, people say, oh, one world money system, one world, that's just, that seems like, no, it's already in place. The ability to have a one world money system is already in place. I mean, if you just, if you just take a step back and think for a, for a moment that most people don't even use cash, most people use credit cards, most people use something digital to pay, you know, I don't have to go when I'm in another country, when I swipe my credit card. I don't have to go somewhere, exchange money, come back, figure out how much money in the currency of the nation I'm in is to pay for that. I just swipe a credit card and it's all done. It's all done. That's it. They do whatever, uh, they do the transaction, they do the the uh, exchange rate, they, they do everything. The technology's in place, I can go anywhere in the world and with a Visa or MasterCard or whatever, pay for whatever I wanna pay for and it's done. I don't need to exchange any money, I don't need to do anything. What if there was a government that said, we're cutting you off and you can no longer use that? What if we move closer and closer to a cashless society and they cut us off from something like a card or something like an app you know, to pay, PayPal, Cash App, whatever things we use, Samsung Pay, Apple Pay. What if they just cut us off and say, because of such and such, you can no longer use that uh, ability to buy or sell. What if they did that? It's very possible. It's very possible. Has anybody else, because of fraud, had your account frozen before? If you have, throw a hand in the comments. Throw a hand in the comments. If you, for some reason, have had your account frozen, maybe they called you because you had uh, suspected fraud on your credit card or your debit card, and so you got a call. We've had information uh, that looks like you've had fraud on your credit card, and we're going to freeze your account. Hey, Amy, good morning. We're going to freeze your account until you call us and verify the charges. I've had it happen. I'm sure you have. What do you do when it's not because of suspected fraud? What do you do if it's something because you didn't comply? And they say, well, we're shutting your account down because you don't, you're not complying with the government. You're not complying with what we're telling you to do. And so we're shutting the account down. What do you do then? Nothing you can do. There's no recourse, nothing you can do at that point. So the technology for control is already there. If you think it's coming, let me tell you, it's not coming. It's here. It's here. So don't think that we're like on the way to these things being uh, possible. It's here. It's been here. It's been here. Now, there will be further things that take place, and I'll I'll explain that in a moment. But we're, we're already, trust me when I tell you, the technology is already here. Daniel prophesied. In the book of Daniel, that knowledge would increase in the last days. Do you realize just how accurately um, the internet alone fulfills that prophecy? That knowledge would increase in the last days to the point where today we have access to about any knowledge that we want with a few clicks of a few keys. You understand that? I mean, Knowledge has increased. Travel has increased the way Daniel prophesied. Many will go back and forth. Many will go and travel. Do you realize? Think about this. In, 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 in centuries gone by, you know, even back in the uh, early church and, and even before then, do you realize? They tell us, historians tell us, that the average person, the average person never went further than about seven miles from their home. Think about that. They tell us that the average person centuries ago never traveled, I mean, unless there was some sort of a a terrible uh, thing that happened where they had to migrate or move or something, but the average person never went more than seven miles from their home. Look at today. Daniel prophesied many will go back and forth, to and fro. Travel will increase. We have it now. I can jump on a plane today and in six hours, like if I wanted to, I want you to think about this. In six hours, I could fly from here. For example, I could, I could preach a night service to you here on the East Coast, finish it at, you know, let's just say I finished it at, at uh, you know, nine o'clock, whatever. Nine o'clock here, which is 3 a.m. in London. I could get on a plane, fly six hours. And land over there and preach a morning service or a night service. I could preach a morning service if I wanted to. 10 a.m., 11 a.m. That quickly. Be from the East Coast, across the pond, to the U.K. in one flight without ever stopping and preach a service on another continent. Think about that. It's just the, it's just the word of God being fulfilled. And so I want you to talk. I want you. I want you to hear me talk about this today because there's a lot of speculation. People are afraid. Well, well, well brother Tim, what if I take that vaccine and it's the mark of the beast? And uh, you know, I, I didn't even know I was taking the mark of the beast, but they put it in there, and I don't know. Let me ease your mind with a couple of things, but let me warn you with a couple of other. Listen to this. Now, first thing I want to I want to deal with this quickly. And if you haven't shared this, it's important to share today, especially. We want to ask the question about the mark of the beast. Is the mark of the beast something that has happened already or is happening? Or is it something that's going to happen in the future? That's what we have to ask ourselves. There are a group of people that um, they, have, they they hold what's called a preterist view or a past view of the book of Revelation. And uh, it's their belief that uh, the Roman Caesar Nero was the beast that the Bible speaks about they 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 believe nero was the beast um and that everything in the in revelation was you know fulfilled during his reign you know ad 54 to 70 somewhere around there but if you believe that the Reve- the the things of revelation have already taken place that the all of the 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 signs the teachings of revelation they've already happened you've got a few issues that you have to deal with and let me tell you quickly what they are number 1 uh, the beast, the Antichrist, will be worshiped by the entire world. Well, Nero wasn't worshiped by the entire world. So that's that's number one. Number two, all classes of humanity will be forced to take sides uh, in that final battle. Look at or in that final time of the tribulation. Number three, he will force uh, people to take his mark on their right hand or forehead. To engage in commercial transactions, which Nero never did. Uh, an image of the beast will be erected by the false prophet, and all the world must worship it. That was not the case uh, with Nero. He, he, he must be slain and come back to life, he must be resurrected. That was never the case with Nero. Uh, and so, I mean, there's there's all kinds of things that you can see. It was not, it did not happen in the past. It is it has not already happened. And so we need to understand none of those prophecies were ever fulfilled during Nero's reign, ever, ever. And so one of the things I want you to see is not only has it not happened in the past, this stuff hasn't happened yet. And it's important that you hear me say this. Not only have these things not happened in the past, as I just read you all those prophecies that have to be fulfilled that were never fulfilled as many would say under Nero's reign, but they have not happened yet. They've not happened yet. So anybody that would be afraid or anybody that would be worried um, that they that there it's possible that you know with ID twenty twenty and these vaccines and whatever you know it, it it's it, it's not something for you to worry about because it hasn't happened yet. And I'm going to show you in regards to the timeline. The second, number two, Luinda, you want me to read number two again? Number one, the beast will be worshipped by the entire world. Number two, all classes of humanity will be forced to take sides in that time. You either have to be for him or you'll be against him. And then number three, he'll force people to take his mark on their right-hand foreheads. His image will be erected to be worshipped. So I want you to hear this. Um, It doesn't... Um. Mackenzie's asking a question. The Antichrist comes from the Middle East, doesn't he? Um, I don't believe he'll come from the Middle East because of a prophecy in the book of Daniel. I believe the the book of Daniel suggests that he'll be from the same group of people um, that persecuted uh, and basically crucified Christ, which was the, uh, obviously it was the Romans. It was the Romans that did that. And so the majority of scholarship, Mackenzie believes that the Antichrist will come from the revived Roman Empire, Western Europe, is what many believe. So you go further. Um, it's, it's not actually happened yet. This is a future thing. And so I want you to, uh, I want you to hear this because I'm going to get through it. Um, yeah, Robert, I'm going to deal with that in this broadcast. I'm, I'm just going kind of methodically through. First of all, it hasn't happened yet. It's going to happen. Robert asked, uh, some say it can't happen until the rapture because believers authority can keep it. I'm going to deal with that. I'm going to deal with that. But number one, it didn't happen in the past. Number two, it hasn't happened yet. Um, but I also want you to see this. Number three, you ask, uh, "What?" so what is the mark of the beast? And I want to, and here's what we're going to do. I want to, uh, from Revelation chapter 13, I want to just answer some questions because if we'll just read, Revelation chapter 13, verses 11 through 18, it'll answer some of our questions. So here's my text, Revelation chapter 13, verses 11 through 18. It's a, and, and if you have a Bible that has headings in it, for example, I'm using an ESV, the heading is, starting before the eight, 11th verse, the second beast, the second beast. And there's a reason it says that, and I'll tell you in a moment. John writes, Then I saw another beast rising out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb, and it spoke like a dragon. It exercises all the authority of the first beast in its presence, and makes the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast, whose mortal wound was healed. It performs Great signs, even making fire come down from heaven to the earth in front of people, and by the signs that it is allowed to work in the presence of the beast, it deceives those who dwell on the earth, telling them to make an image for the beast that was wounded by the sword and yet lived, and it was allowed to give breath to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast might even speak and cause those who would not worship the beast, the image of the beast to be slain. Now, it's important here, check this out, verses 16 through 18. Also, it causes all, both small and great, both rich and poor, both free and slave, to be marked on the right hand or on the forehead. No one can buy or sell unless he has the mark, that is the name of the beast or the number of its name. And so I'll stop there. Uh, I want to just make make a couple of uh, points on this now. I want to make a couple of points on this that are very important. Um, number one, you look at the timing of when this happens in the book of Revelation. And there's a clue here that I want you to see. First of all, the timing of when this happens is very important because it lets us know what's going on and when it's going on. First of all, the Bible says, as the first beast, that's why I drew your attention to the heading that says the second beast, when the first beast, who is the Antichrist who rises up, the Bible teaches he will take a wound to his head that will kill him. That will be the end of the first beast. Very important that you see that. The first beast is the Antichrist, the political ruler that will rise up after the rapture of the church, and he'll become well-known as a world leader, and then he'll be, according to scripture, assassinated. He'll be assassinated. Now, most scholars believe that this marks the halfway point of the tribulation, which is seven years long. So at three and a half years into the tribulation, the Antichrist in the form of a man who the Bible refers to as the first beast, he will be assassinated at the halfway point of the tribulation. Then if you've ever heard this term before, the Bible referred to as the great tribulation. If you don't know this, the great tribulation does not refer to the entire time of the tribulation. The great tribulation is in reference to the last three and a half years of the seven year period. The last seven and a half years. Or excuse me, last three and a half years of the seven. So when it says that it goes into the great tribulation, that is when a specific thing takes place. What is the specific thing? It's described here in what I just read you in in Revelation 13 the first beast, who was just a political ruler that the devil's using as the Antichrist, when he's assassinated, the Bible says that the spirit of Satan will possess his dead body and cause him to be resurrected from the dead. Now, when you get into the second half of the tribulation, you notice this is when the heavy duty one world stuff begins to happen. Because it's not until the great tribulation takes place that the world wide worship and following of the beast takes place. In fact, did you know this? The Bible teaches that in the first three and a half years, as the Antichrist is rising to power and he's becoming a great political leader, the Bible actually teaches that there will be nations who go to war with the Antichrist and his powers in the first three and a half years. There will be nations that go to war. Dake's notes bring that out if you study Revelation with Dake's notes. Nations will go to war with the Antichrist and his powers in the first three and a half years. However, in the last three and a half years, after his assassination and his resurrection, it's important that you see the resurrection. Do you see how he's trying to mimic everything that Jesus did he comes looking like a savior to the world and he will look like a savior because he will create a peace treaty uh, with Israel and all that uh, turbulence in the Middle East that people said would never, that would never come to an end. He'll look like a political hero and he'll make a peace treaty with Israel. And so everybody will say, man, this guy's like a savior. And then he'll rise up more and more in power. Some won't agree with him in the first three and a half years. They'll go to war with him. He'll fight against them. But then, mimicking Christ, he will die and be resurrected, the Bible says. Listen to this. The Bible says, and it, it creates great signs and wonders, but um, it, it deceives those, verse 14, who dwell on the earth, telling them to make an image for the beast that was wounded by the sword and yet lived. It was allowed to give breath to the image. So isn't it interesting to you? He, look what it says in verse 12, whose mortal wound was healed. Mortal wound was healed. So I want you to think about this. Very important that you hear it, is that number one, there's my dad. Love you, dad. Thank you. Number one, this man who is struck down after three and a half years will be possessed by Satan himself, resurrected from the dead. And the Bible says that the world will see it. They'll see it. And they'll marvel, and they'll follow after the beast. And so after this three and a half period, now we're halfway through the tribulation at this point. If you missed my teaching uh, a few a few days ago, where I talk about an antichrist system, I gave you seven Bible reasons. Seven Bible reasons why I believe, and you should believe, that Christians will go up in a pre tribulation rapture. I gave you seven Bible reasons why you should believe that strong biblical proof that we will be out of here in a pre-tribulation rapture. What does that mean? It means that before any part of the tribulation takes place, Christians will be gone from the earth. The Bible says in first Thessalonians chapter four, that the trumpet will sound. Jesus Christ will descend from heaven with a commanding shout and those uh, who are alive and remain will be caught up to meet him in the air but the dead in Christ will rise up first and be caught up to meet him. Uh, Frank is saying the mid-trib says first half is the wrath of man, second. But that's that is uh, that's incorrect though because I want you to understand all of the seven years, all of it, is the wrath of god on the earth the first half of the tribulation is not the wrath of men it's not the wrath of men all seven part all seven years of the tribulation are the wrath of god all seven years um and i, I that's dealt with and by the way that book that we're giving you this month the end will help you immensely to understand uh, all of all of those things i know mike I know that he, th- he believes that. Once again, it's a misinterpretation. That's why I say uh, when it comes to Dake's notes on the Bible, I like Dake's notes, but there are some things in regard to Bible prophecy that I disagree with him on. One of the things that he did that was a mistake, in my opinion, is he interpreted Bible prophecy, as I said at the beginning of this broadcast, in light of the day he was living. So you can't just look at the technology of your day and say, well, the Bible must not literally mean that because we don't have the technology to fulfill it. I don't believe that. You have to take the Bible literally where it's literal. And so I don't believe everything that that that's in the Dake's notes on the on end times Bible prophecy, but it's a it's phenomenal work of of notes to work with. And and he's great on a lot of other things. But I would focus on what prophecy scholars are teaching and what the Bible actually says. People have given their life to it. Tim, tiffany potter asked what about matthew 24 matthew 24 is not a passage of scripture about the rapture it's about the second coming of christ so you can't use matthew 24 um to talk about the rapture and the signs that will precede the rapture because it's not about the rapture it's about the second coming of christ after the tribulation but anna said what book are you talking about this is the uh this is the book that we're dealing with uh, that we're talking about, called "The End" by Doctor Mark Hitchcock, and um, it's phenomenal—a t- complete overview of Bible prophecy, and uh, it, it'll, it'll help you. It'll help you a lot, Michael. That's not actually true. The Bible does not teach that there's a pre-tribulation rapture. It's P-R-E, not P-R-I, tribulation. Hey, Jocelyn, I go back and watch my broadcast. I gave seven biblical proofs that there is a pre-tribulation rapture. So I don't know where you're getting your information, but the Bible plainly teaches that there's a pre-tribulation rapture, and I give you seven solid Bible proofs in that in that uh, broadcast. So go back and watch it. And so you understand that the believers, those of us that are here now, we are not uh, set aside for the wrath of God. The wrath of God is not for us by any means. And so we're not supposed, if you look at anything from, and I don't want to get back into into rapture teaching, but if you look at anything even from the Old Testament, that was a type and a shadow of the rapture, you look at anything from the Old Testament, look at Noah, that was a form of God's judgment upon the whole earth. And the Bible says that he built the ark, which was a representation of Christ, a foreshadowing of Christ and Noah and his entire family were on the ark with the door closed before any of the wrath of God touched the earth, before one drop of rain fell, before any water came up out of the earth. That's a picture to you, that the body of Christ will be safely inside before the wrath of God hits the earth. When God was getting ready to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, he knew, I already have I have covenant people in there, Lot and his family, Abraham's nephew. I can't destroy them along with the rest of the city. So what did he do? He sent two angels into Sodom and Gomorrah, went right to Lot's house and urged them, you've got to leave the city. Destruction is coming. And when they didn't listen fully, what happened? The Bible says, and the angels grabbed and ushered them out. If that's not a picture of the rapture, I don't know what is. And so ushers us out, pulls us out. So that's what, that's what, uh, the angels did the lot in his family in Genesis. It's what God did for Noah, kept them completely protected from judgment. Why? Because God's people are not set aside under wrath. The wrath for our sins was already put on Jesus Christ's body on the cross. Thanks, Jocelyn. Yeah, it was already put on Jesus Christ's body on the cross. So I want, I want you to understand this. Christ took our punishment for sin, So God would be a completely unjust God to punish Christ for our sin and then punish us again as though we were the ones that rejected Jesus. We didn't reject him. We accepted his sacrifice by faith. And so we're not set aside for the wrath of God. And so the whole seven years is the wrath of God and we've gotta be gone. What does the Bible say? Even Jesus taught a a parable. And in the parable, this is what he said. He said, if you look, it's like a... It's like there's a, a field that somebody had a, a wheat that they were getting ready to harvest their wheat. But the servant says, hey, someone went in the field and sowed weeds in the field. Should we go in and burn them? He said, no, don't burn the weeds while the wheat is still there. Because if you do, you'll also destroy the wheat. So at the harvest time, we will harvest them and separate them. And so what does the Bible say that the master of the field did? At harvest time, he harvested them and separated them out. And the wheat all went into the barn, but the weeds were gathered and put into a pile to be burned. So you don't burn the weeds while the wheat is still here. You see the point? You don't burn the weeds that's the sinners, that's the unjust, those who have rejected Christ and his sacrifice. You don't burn the weeds while the wheat is still here. Why? Because you don't want to destroy your harvest. You don't want to destroy your harvest. We are the harvest of God. He, he planted Jesus as the seed, the incorruptible seed, the Bible says. And when he came up out of the ground, he produced a harvest of men and women who are now Christians we couldn't have been Christians before Jesus died and was resurrected. But he was the seed that went into the ground. And when he came up, he came up with, a, with a, a harvest on his resurrection. We are the harvest of God. We are his wheat. And he doesn't want to burn his wheat. So he separates the wheat from the weeds and puts the wheat into his barn. And then he burns the weeds. And so you need to understand that we are not... The ones. No, that's not true, Will. Revelation 9, 3-4 through 4 does not show that the ones that are Christ are still on the earth. You need to go back and watch the, the broadcast that I did on the seven Bible proofs that were gone. You need to go back and watch it. There's so much misunderstanding about what the book of Revelation teaches on whether Christians will be here. Somebody, Somebody asked the question, Um, Will people be able to still be saved after the tribulation begins and after the rapture? The answer to that is people who had an opportunity. Thank you, Tiffany. It's the Spirit of Faith session number 10. If you go back to the playlist on YouTube, Spirit of Faith session number 10, where I deal with the Antichrist spirit and, and the seven Bible proofs, we have it set aside for you to go watch it. People ask, can people be saved after the tribulation or after the rapture and during the tribulation? The answer according to what Paul wrote to the Thessalonians is no. That God will cause a strong delusion to come upon their eyes and they will believe a lie so that they will be condemned for rejecting the truth. Now there will still be people that are redeemed if you will during the tribulation, what we call tribulation saints. Yes, there will be those, but those who had an opportunity and did not receive it or rejected it will not have another opportunity after the rapture takes place and the the tribulation begins. Kerry's asking, do you think the coronavirus has something to do with the mark of the beast? Absolutely not. I do not by any means believe that the coronavirus or the vaccine or ID 2020 has anything to do with the mark of the beast at all. And the reason I say that is for the purpose of what I was teaching. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. Notice the timing. Notice the timing of the mark of the beast in the book of Revelation. When is this thing happening? Well, the Bible's telling us here that it's happening after the Antichrist is struck down by a wound to the head. He's assassinated. And then... He's resurrected from the dead and possessed by the spirit of Satan. And then once the great tribulation, that's the last three and a half years, once the great tribulation begins, this is where, this is where the one world rulership begins. This is where one world government, one world worship, erect a statue in the form of the beast. He'll even be able to give power to that uh, image, the Bible says in Revelation 13, to make it speak, to convince those to worship the image. Um, one world economy. So what's he going to do? I agree, Daniela. COVID-19 is just a part of what Jesus uh, called the birth pains, birth pangs, before before the time of the rapture. So listen to this. Let's get into this part. So what, what does it do? Well, The Bible says, also the beast will cause all people, all people, both small and great, rich and poor, both free and slave, to be marked on the right hand or the forehead, on. Now, uh, prophecy scholars point out that in the Greek language, you know, the King James improperly translates this In in their right hands or in their foreheads. But the Greek language here, all not only Greek scholars, but prophecy scholars agree that it is properly translated on the right hand or on the forehead. On the right hand or on the forehead. They'll take a mark on the right hand or on the forehead so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark of the beast. That is the name of the beast or the number of his name. And so there are two purposes. Let me, let me answer this question. What, what is the purpose of the mark of the beast? What is the purpose? Yeah, that, that, that can only make sense, uh, Nikki. They've got to be people who never heard the gospel before the rapture took place. Because the Bible' is very clear if you read the book of uh, well, let me let me pull the reference up for you because I know there's a lot of people that have questions about this. First uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter two. listen to this. I'm reading 2 Thessalonians chapter two, and uh, I'll start with verse nine. The coming of the lawless one is by the activity of Satan with all power and false signs and wonders. and with the wicked, with all wicked deception for those who are perishing because they refused to love the truth and be saved. They refused it. Didn't say they didn't know about it, said they refused it and, be to, and to be saved. Verse 11, therefore, God sends them a strong delusion. A strong delusion. So that they may believe what is false in order that they that all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So this is speaking, obviously, of the time when the Antichrist comes, Paul's teaching the Thessalonian church, that those who are left behind, those who are there when it's taking place, those who rejected the truth, God will cause a strong delusion to come upon their minds so that they may believe a lie and all be condemned who rejected Uh, the truth of God's word. You understand that? Yes. Will, that's what I'm talking about. The fifth trumpet judgment. That's not believers who didn't leave in a rapture. That is tribulation saints. It's talking about tribulation saints. Has nothing to do with the body of Christ still being on the earth. It's It's not the body of Christ. It's tribulation saints that that's talking about. Um, Luenda had a question. Did I miss it? Um, the Bible says, Luenda, that there'll be at least hundred and forty-four thousand Jewish evangelists on the earth during the time of the Great Tribulation. So we know it, we know at least they'll be preaching, and there'll be others that will recognize the truth. Too late. Too late. Yeah, that, I'd have to see that reference, it, Maureen. Maureen's saying, what about the Bible saying he won't come back until everyone has had a chance to hear? I don't believe the Bible says that. I don't believe that the Bible says that. It says the gospel will be preached to the ends of the earth, but it doesn't say that everyone will have a chance to hear. We know just from history, there were many people that never had a chance to hear the gospel preached, many. And so let's let's go on further with this. What is, what is the purpose of, of the mark of the beast. Number one, the purpose is showing allegiance to the Antichrist and an Antichrist system. That's number one. It is showing allegiance. So if you're going to ally yourself with the Antichrist and with his system, a demonic system, then you've got to take the mark on your head and on your hand or head or hand. But number two, according to uh, Revelation chapter 13, the second purpose of the mark of the beast is to control the economies of the world, that it'll be set up in such a way that you do not have the ability to buy or sell unless you've got the mark of the beast on your right hand or on your forehead. And so it's not just allegiance; it's your actual. Notice what's happening. They will shut you down. They will shut you down. Why do you think that you know a cashless society is an antichrist thing? Because as long as we have something to trade, buy or sell with, then there can there can be no control. Notice the more, and it's funny because everything that looks like convenience also gives up control, right? Everything that looks like convenience also gives up control. Let me give you an example. Just with economics. What about back in the day when people still used gold and silver coins and, and actual gold and silver to, um, to trade, buy and sell? Well, we, we actually had the gold and silver in our hand. We had the wealth in our hand. You know, okay. Well, we're going to take that out because nobody wants to carry on a big bag of gold and silver. So here's what we'll do: instead of that, we'll create bank notes. Think about the, think about how. And I'm Jocelyn. I'm going to get to that question in just a sec because it's, 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 it's the furthest uh, thing about this. We're going to take away gold and silver, and we're going to create bank notes. That's what we just call cash. Bank notes. And what we'll do is all of the gold and silver that we have here in the nation we will create banknotes that represent a portion of the gold and silver that we have in our nation. And then instead of you having to carry around gold and silver, you can just carry around these banknotes much more convenient. Well, then guess what happened in America? They took America off of the gold standard. You know what that means? That the banknotes that we have no longer correspond to the gold that we have as a nation. And so now the I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into this teaching, but recognize this that the, the group, the Federal Reserve that actually prints is in control of of uh, the, the tre, you know, the treasury, the printing of money, is not even an American institution. And they don't print bills based on acquiring more gold or having less gold. They print worthless paper at their discretion to control inflation. So, convenience. They they took away our ability to have gold and silver, the actual valuable things, gave us banknotes. Now, the banknotes are worthless because they don't represent anything anymore. The only reason they mean anything is because our government still says they do and is willing to accept them. But then think about When those are completely worthless, many people don't carry cash now, and they tell us that if everybody in America went to their bank today and tried to take all of their cash out of the bank, there would be what, like 20%, 20% of the available cash would be there for people to take out. You just can't do it. There's not enough. So what are they pushing? Pushing us towards digital. Digital. So what are they pushing us towards credit cards, debit cards, apps, you see this digital transactions well what's the point of that well brother it's way more convenient i agree that it's way more convenient no question oh i want trust me ruth i watched the aaron russo interview before aaron was killed i watched everything aaron russo did i also read the book the creature from jekyll island about the institution of the federal reserve in america but think about this um when you when you when you think about this, oh, it's it's way more convenient. Of course, it's way more convenient. Now instead of carrying around a big wallet of cash, you have one little plastic card. Yes, it's more convenient. Oh man, what I left my wallet at home. I, I now I can't. I've done this. I, I I drove all the way to the store, all the way to the store, and forgot my wallet at home. Carolyn had me go to pick up, uh, had me go to pick up um, groceries or something. I completely left all my stuff at home. Well, what did I have with me? Where's it at? Here's what I had. I had this and I had this. I had this and I had this. So what did I do? At the checkout, didn't have my wallet. Not only did I not have bills, I didn't have credit cards on me. But what did I do? I double tapped this button and credit cards came up. And I literally just held my phone next to the thing and checked out with my phone. There's times I've done it with just this, and just put my put my wrist up and paid for my stuff. Well, yes, it's more convenient, but let me tell you what—it's also more controllable. <laughs> it's more controllable, Michael. Um, they put that up in the comments for you, Mike. It's uh, it was spirit on, on our YouTube channel. Someone put the link up for Michael again in Facebook. Um, It was the YouTube channel, my YouTube channel, The Spirit of Faith Playlist. And it's episode number 10. It's just from a few nights ago. Episode number 10. And so um, catch this with me. You have uh, Aaron Russo, Tammy, is the name of the guy that was interviewed. and, And it's on YouTube. But the book is not by Aaron Russo. The book is called The Creature from Jekyll Island. Jekyll Island off the coast of South Carolina, Georgia, where they all met to determine the institution of the Federal Reserve in America. Crazy. Exactly, Chuck. (laughs) But I mean, you see what's happening is that it's all, all of it, all of it. Yes, it's making things more convenient. No question about the convenience part, but with convenience, comes control. That needs to be said and understood. With convenience, thanks for the link Isaiah. Mike, there's the link for you to click on. That's the YouTube playlist and it's episode number 10. With convenience comes control. And so if you had gold and silver in your hand, they can't control what you do with it. You see what I mean? If you hold the gold and silver in your hand, they can't control what you do with it. Then, You take the gold and silver away from people and give them bills. Well, still in a sense, they can't control what you do with the bills because you're holding the bills in your hand and they represent the gold and silver. So what did they do? They just took took it away from the ability to represent the gold and silver. It no longer does that. It no longer does that. So what do they do then? They take away. Well, look what happened during the coronavirus. Just through the outbreak, Korea and several other countries said, we will no longer accept cash payments will no longer accept cash payments because of the transfer and spread of virus and disease. Okay, so with one little outbreak, they've now pushed countries off of cash for now. They say for now. It just shows you how easy it is to do it. And everything's got to be digital. Well, now digital, yes, it's more convenient, more easily controlled. More easily controlled. Let me just show you something. There's no hacker that can hack into my house and take gold and silver out of my safe. You can't hack that with a computer. Can't hack that. You can't hack into my safe and take bills out. But I've actually had it happen. Uh you know, Bank of America at one time was hacked. I opened up I remember I, I opened up my phone one time, I was checking my balance this was back years ago when I was living in Virginia. And um I looked at my balance of my bank account it was negative nine hundred and ninety-nine thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine dollars. I thought, my God, what did Carolyn buy? <laughs> what did Carolyn buy that were that were a negative one million dollars in the hole? You know, it's like, and then you know, we get the update from Bank of America. Our systems were hacked, and you know, this is just a reflection in, digitally of. Uh, of what was done. Obviously, no money is actually taken because money doesn't mean anything. It's all just digital credits. But, you know, uh, I looked at that and thought, what in the world? I'm a million dollars in the hole. When did that happen? Well, how easy is it for somebody to go, um, how, how easy for somebody to just go in and alter things? I mean, it's not like we're not seeing this. Look at all these breaches of privacy that have happened in all these big corporations, Best Buy. You go through all of them. They've all had issues, Target, Best Buy, uh, Bank of America. And what are they doing? They're trying to show you, oh, it's not safe. It's not safe. It's not safe. Think about this. Think about how easily, think about how easily, if the rapture happened tonight, if the rapture happened tonight, and let's say, on a, not a conservative number, let's say on a liberal number, If 1.3 billion people went missing from the earth tonight, which is a liberal number, you think that's every Catholic and all Protestant Christians, somewhere around. 1.3 billion people left the earth tonight. Imagine the fear that would be in the earth tomorrow if we woke up, And 1.3 billion people were gone from the Earth's population. Okay? Extremely liberal number. I'm not saying that every single one of those people is going up in the rapture, but if it did happen that way, what's the world going to say? What's the news going to say? How are they going to explain the disappearance of 1.3 billion people? Are they going to say aliens took us? Are they going to say, no, it'll be our physical bodies, Brian. It's not just going to be our spirits. Our bodies aren't going to be left behind. Our bodies will be glorified and will be taken up to meet him in the air. So imagine this, you know, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? That's why I'm not Christian. That's why I'm not making a, a total judgment on that. Uh, I'm just, I'm just saying liberally. If we say, you know, people say that Jesus is Lord, what's, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? You know, you th- how are they going to explain it away? Imagine the fear. Imagine the panic. People are disappearing. You know, I can see the headlines. I can hear the broadcasts. People are disappearing all over the world. Nobody knows where they're going. You know, some will say Mother Earth purged herself because the Earth was overpopulated. That's what they'll say. That's what they're already saying. I know, right? Because it's going to be freaky. They won't know what happened. And they'll freak out. People will freak, I guarantee it, fear will hit the earth. You think fear hit the earth because of the coronavirus. You wait till 1.3 billion people are gone and nobody knows where they went. That will freak, literally, it'll scare the hell out of people. Imagine that. Um, Imagine that. And then think of this. Imagine how quickly people would be willing to take some kind of a device, tracking or whatever. Imagine how willing people would be to take some kind of a a device, right hand, forehead. Listen, you need to get to your local whatever because now we've got the solution. Uh, Nobody else will be taken, we'll be able to track you, we'll be able to know where you are. It will come in the form of convenience. We'll know where you are, you know. No question. No question. And people will take it. There'll be people that won't, but there'll be people that will. Many will. Many will. And so I want you to I want you to hear this with me is that the more convenience there is, the more control there is. But let me just say this to you. You will not be here when the mark of the beast is given out. According to scripture, If you believe the Bible, and that's why I took the time to teach on it a few nights ago on the the pre-tribulation rapture of the church and gave you solid Bible proof, solid Bible proof. I mean, just the picture of the 24 elders alone, if you go back and listen to that, there's no one else now or in history that those people could have been except us. And they are pictured in heaven during the tribulation as it's going on. There's no one else that the 24 elders could be except us, no one, no one. You will not be here if you're a Christian during the time of tribulation nor during the time of the giving of the mark of the beast. You'll not have to choose whether to take it or not. You'll not have to choose. Yeah, the two witnesses, um, yeah, I was just I was just mentioning them in passing because it's not what I'm doing the broadcast on. But I want you to hear that. Let your mind be at ease. When you hear people fear mongers, they're saying, you know, such and such is true. They're going to start doing these vaccines, and when they do them, you know, and, and I'm not saying that they won't try to do all these vaccines and put ID 2020. I'm I'm not saying they won't try to do that. They might try to do that. whatever, whatever it might be, some kind of a tracking system or or, or whatever it may well be that, but it's not the mark of the beast. Just know that it's not the mark of the beast. whether you take vaccinations is is on you. Absolutely Mackenzie. yeah, that's not a hard thing to understand. Mackenzie said that uh is God using the antichrist for his wrath and judgment? That's hard for me to wrap my head around. It shouldn't be because understand something, God, when he judges sin, it's a good thing. That's just like saying it's hard for me to wrap my mind around the fact that God will use the lake of fire to punish all those that rejected Christ and were enemies of God. That's not hard for me to understand. He will use an eternal lake of fire for eternal torment for those that were his enemies that were, uh, that rejected Christ and were, uh, that sided with the antichrist in the system. Just remember this, because people always have an issue. Like, I thought our God is a good God. He is a good God. And remember this, any time that God judges sin, it's a good thing. Any time God judges sin, it is a good thing. It's not that God is quote unquote using him. It's that he gave his people dominion and authority. And then What happened? And then God removed his people from the earth. And what does the Bible say? The Antichrist and his system cannot be revealed until the one who is holding him back is moved out of the way, the restrainer. The Holy Ghost-filled church is the restrainer. We are restraining, to answer Rob Conover's question earlier, Um, Many believe that the, the church has to be removed from the earth. Absolutely, I believe that. Absolutely, because we are the restrainer. There is no other entity that could be or represent the restrainer holding back the antichrist in his system. How do I know that? Well, it's not the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost will be here on the earth. He, by the way, is omnipresent. He's everywhere. How do you remove an omnipresent being from any location? You can't do it. So it's not the Holy Spirit that will leave the earth because remember there will still be people converted during the time of the tribulation and the Holy Spirit has to be present for that to happen. So it's not the Holy Spirit that will leave the earth. It's the church filled with the Holy Spirit. The agents of change, that is us. We are the agents of change. And we must leave before an antichrist system can take over. I've got to be gone because I have more power than the devil, number one, and so do you. I have more power. No antichrist spirit is more powerful than the spirit that's in you. First John 4, 4 makes that plain. The Bible says, And this is so important that you catch this. The Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. It says at the beginning of that verse, you are from God, little children, and have overcome them. The them it's speaking about is the spirits of antichrist that are at work on the earth have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. How can the devil overpower the church? Jesus said it this way, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Will not. Said and say most of the time they won't or sometimes they won't. It said the gates of the hell the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. It won't happen. It will not happen. They will not prevail. And so in order for the spirit of Antichrist to take over or the Antichrist himself, those that are more powerful than he is must be removed, must be removed. And that is us as the church. You go back and watch that uh, teaching that I did uh, on session 10 of the Spirit of Faith sessions, you'll see seven biblical proofs, strong proofs that will be gone. Hey, Brother Ted, love you, man. And so I want you to see this. Number one, the mark of the beast is not going to be in the coronavirus vaccine. It is not ID 2020. It will not happen until halfway through the tribulation. And we're not in the tribulation, by the way. We're not in the tribulation. People say, my God, this is the beginning of the tribulation. It's not the beginning of the tribulation. It's birth pains. It's Matthew 24, birth pains before the second coming, it has nothing to do with the tribulation. We're not there yet. I told people, I'm not saying this to be, uh, I'm not saying this to be, um, you know, arrogant or anything. I'm just saying it kind of tongue in cheek. But if you think that we're somehow in the tribulation, check back on this channel Monday through Friday, 1030 a.m. If I'm here teaching you, (laughs) we're not in the tribulation and the rapture hasn't happened. Just, Just come check back. (laughs) come check back if I'm here teaching at 10 30 a.m. we haven't gone up yet (laughs) because I'm not missing that train I'm not missing that train I'm going out of here on the first thing smoking first class I'm gone and I believe you'll be gone as well I believe you'll be gone as well I want to listen at here here towards the end of the broadcast this is important because I know there's people watching that are very unsure and I'll take some questions I want to take some questions (sighs) I want to uh, pray, though, for those of you that are watching, is there anybody watching me today that you are not ready to see Jesus? You know, maybe if Christ were to come back today, you're not sure whether you could, uh, you know, you're not sure whether you could call him Lord and Savior. You couldn't look into his eye and know that you belong to Christ and he belongs to you. You're not sure whether heaven would be your home. If you're watching me today and that's you, I want to lead you in a prayer of salvation. And I don't want want to get to heaven and find out that you're not there. I don't want to get to heaven and find out that you missed the opportunity to be a child of God. If you're watching me right now and you don't know whether or not you're ready to see Jesus, I want you to pray a very simple prayer with me and then get in touch with me through my website. I'll tell you how, but pray this prayer. Say, Father, in Jesus name, thank you for sending your son to die for me. I ask you today, forgive me of my sin, make me new. Give me the power to live for you for the rest of my life. I confess Jesus is Lord. I believe that you raised him from the dead. And you said if I would do that, I would be saved. And so I thank you now, Lord, that I am your child. I am saved and heaven is my home. If you prayed that prayer, I love you. Heaven's rejoicing, the Bible says, and here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to miracleword.com. Somebody put it in the comments on YouTube and Facebook and Periscope for those watching. Miracleword.com. When you get there, click the button in the menu that says, I just got saved. That's what I want you to do. Click the button that says, I just got saved. I want to send you something for free to help you take next steps as a believer in the kingdom of God, to strengthen you, to make sure that you're uh, on the right track and doing what God's called you to do. And uh, it will help you. It'll help you immensely. And I want you to know that I love you and and we care about you. And we have have things that will help you get stronger as a Christian and help you to do what Christ wants you to do as his child. And so it will help you. So there it is, miracleword.com. Click on... um, Click on the, uh, I just got saved, and it'll help you. Let me, uh, let me take some questions from people that are uh, maybe have some questions. And as we're taking questions, if you'd like to sow a seed into this ministry, it's very easy to do so. You can put a hashtag donate in the comments. Um, if you're on Twitter, Periscope, or Facebook, if you're watching some other way or listening on the podcast, um, you can use Cash App, you can use PayPal, Venmo. You can always go to miracleword.com. And I want to say a big thank you to everybody that is sowing seed, we love you and we appreciate you. Thank you to everyone that's partnering with our ministry. Uh, it means a lot to Carolyn and to me that you're standing with us, man. We love you a lot and appreciate you so very much. Mackenzie says, uh, the verse says, all, both young and old, will have to take it. Does that mean even people who are in the tribulation saints won't have any say on whether they can take it? No, no. It says that he requires all, young and old, to be marked in the right hand. Or the forehead, so that no one can buy or sell. No one can buy or sell unless he has the mark. That is the name of the beast or the number of its name. So it's, re- it's a requirement. It is a government requirement. And those that don't will be most likely executed. Or starved out, if you think of it that way. You've got no ability to buy or sell anything. How are you going to get food? How are you going to do anything? Not everybody. Remember this, because here's what you need to know, uh, Mackenzie, is that not everybody will take it, because once you take it, you are doomed. You have already identified yourself um, as, if you will, the family of the beast. Let me read you something. Listen to this. The question for each person alive during the tribulation will be, will I swear allegiance to the man who claims to be God? Will I give up ownership of my life to him by taking his mark? Or will I bow the knee to the true God and lose my right to buy and sell while also also risking beheading? Revelation 20 and verse 4. Taking the mark will ultimately be a spiritual decision. The economic benefits will be secondary to this momentum decision that every person will face. So you'll risk execution by not teaching it, or excuse, by not taking it. And the, the economic, as it says, the M economic benefit is just a side note, but you're aligning yourself with the beast by taking it. Buddy, I did answer that. Uh, people who had an opportunity, people who had an opportunity to get saved before the tribulation will not have one after, for God will cause them to, uh, believe a lie, the Bible says. So you read that in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, buddy. Good question. Yeah, he causes all. So, yes, that meaning, in one sense, meaning, it'd be like, you know, the government saying, we want everybody to be vaccinated who has the coronavirus. Well, yes, that's their desire, that's their command, that's their edict, but that doesn't mean everybody's going to be vaccinated. You see what I mean? It is his desire but it doesn't mean it's going to happen to everybody because we know that there will still be people who don't take it and risk execution. And there'll be people, we we know that not everybody will side with the Antichrist because when Christ returns, there'll be people that will continue on into the millennium and there'll be others that, that are judged. So not everybody will align themselves with the beast during the tribulation. Kristen asks, if an Amazon tribe member isolated from the world has never heard of Jesus Christ in his whole entire life, if he died, would he still go to heaven? No, he would go to hell, Kristen. He would go to hell. The Bible's clear that there's no other way into heaven without Christ, and there's no way to believe in Christ without the gospel. Romans chapter 10 uh, is the proof of that. Paul teaches it very clearly. That and and by the way, Romans chapter one, Paul teaches, no one has the right to say they don't know God exists because there's enough evidence of his existence in creation that they can't they can't argue they had no no idea that He existed. May not be enough to get saved, but that's why the church is held accountable. It's not God's job to make sure everyone hears the gospel. It's the church's job. They are the ones that had the responsibility to preach the gospel. And if people go to hell, it'll be the church's fault, not God's fault. That's why it's important. That's why it's very, very important. I will, Tammy. I'll jump back on tomorrow and do some more teaching on it. Thank you, Ro, for sowing. Would you know how far away we are to this antichrist coming on the scene? Well, an interesting, uh, Nolene's asking that. An interesting thing about that is, Even the devil doesn't know when Christ will return. So doesn't it make sense that the devil would have to have an antichrist prepared in every generation just in case Jesus came back in that generation? Because the rapture is without sign. It could happen at any time. He had to be ready. He would have to be ready. And and we won't know until the actual rapture takes place because uh, once again, it's a signless coming of Christ. But that's a great question. Amen. Cindy's asking, could we somehow take the mark of the beast without realizing that that's what we were doing or will be evident? If you were here through the whole teaching, Cindy, I taught that none of us will be here when the mark of the beast is given out. We will be gone. We will be raptured. You need to go back and watch the whole the whole uh, broadcast. I taught very plainly that the church will not be here during the time of the Mark of the beast giving out. Um, Chuck Logan, let me rephrase. If the Holy Spirit is not removed from the earth, but only the empowered church, therefore the Holy Spirit remains so others can be saved, wouldn't those saved because the Holy Spirit then be empowered of the devil at that point? No, they wouldn't. Because it reverts to like an Old Testament system where nobody in the Old Testament was filled with the Holy Ghost like on the day of Pentecost. And we will revert to that Old Testament style of system where the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not seen for for tribulation saints. And the baptism of the Holy Spirit is the thing that gives you power over the devil. It's the thing that empowers you to do the works of Christ. And so it's not the same thing, Chuck. It's a different type of thing. Um. Isaiah says, the same generation that watched Israel become a nation will not die off until they see the second coming of Christ. That means that the rapture and the second coming will have to happen soon because Israel became a nation almost 75, 80 years ago. Is that correct? It is correct. It is correct. But remember that that is a a sign once again for the second coming of Christ. And I know the point you're making because I make it when I'm preaching that we're that if we're that close to the second coming, we have to be at least seven years closer to the rapture. And I agree with you. Jesus taught that. Brian's asking, will I take the vaccine if they ask? No, I won't. I will not take a vaccine. Isn't there somewhere it says the beast that was, is not, and is yet to come so that if it has to be somebody that would fit this first, and you would think about it. I don't know what you mean by that. You'd have to rephrase. Thank you, Sandra, for selling on Cash App. Thank you to everybody that's sowing seeds. We love you guys. Thank. Listen, if you feel to be one of those that Carol and I have prayed for that will partner with us at $85 a month or $1,000 a year or more, go to MiracleWord.com and click the partner button and I want to say a big thank you. Listen, there's more that we want to teach about this and let me show you what we're going to do. For every person that partners with us at $100 or more this month, I'm going to send you this complete overview of Bible prophecy, 530 pages written by a very intelligent man of God, Dr. Mark Hitchcock. This book answers every question about every aspect of the end times from a perspective that you and I would believe. And uh, it's the best book I've ever written on bi- read on Bible prophecy and one of the best books, period, that I've ever read. It will blow your hair back, if you will. And this is going to be our gift to you for every person that is sowing $100 or more this month. Uh, and so let me just say, it's worth having in your library. It is worth having in your library. Um, Sydney said, I have heard a belief that the 24 elders in Revelation could be the 12 apostles and the 12 sons of Abraham. Absolutely not. It would not be the 12 sons of Abraham at all. Be, and I'll tell you a couple of reasons why. Number one, uh, it could be, I mean, it's not, it's not, first of all, it's not 24 literal people. And it's not angels, and it's not anybody from the Old Testament. And here's a few reasons why. The Bible says that they're given thrones. The only ones ever promised thrones are New Testament believers. We're seated with Christ in heavenly places, enthroned in heaven. Number two, they wear crowns. we the New Testament believers are the only individuals ever given crowns. Number three, they're singing the song of redemption. That Old Testament believers cannot sing. They were not the redeemed. Only the New Testament church is the redeemed. And so I want you to understand, and if you go back and watch uh session 10 from the Spirit of Faith sessions, I explain the 24 elders. It could not be Old Testament believers. It could not be angels. It could not be any other individual but New Testament saints. And I explained the number 24 in the teaching as well. It'll help you to understand. It will help you understand. It doesn't say you can't get saved, Tammy. It says people who had an opportunity to get saved won't have another opportunity to get saved, although some will convert. It doesn't mean everyone will have a chance to convert. It means the ones who didn't have an opportunity before the tribulation will still have an opportunity during to become tribulation saints. The Holy Spirit still has a purpose on the earth. No, Brian, for the second time, I would not take the coronavirus vaccination. I wouldn't take it. It's not their fault, Kristen, but understand, Kristen's saying it's not the people in in Amazon's fault that they never heard the gospel. Yes, but all men are born into sin, the Bible says. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Remember this, Kristen, God's not required to save anyone. That's an important point that people never get. God's not required to save any of us. The only reason he did give Christ as a sacrifice is because he so loved the world. That's the only reason. And those that accept him will be saved. Those that reject him or never hear about it will be damned. He's not required to, to save anybody. Everyone's on their way to hell, period, until they come into contact with the gospel of Christ. So it's not God's fault either. Adam is the one who sinned, and brought original sin into the earth. Rodney says those that are around for the mark might as well take it for the for that is as good as it gets for them. Yeah, and he's speaking about those that believe the delusion, they will take it. It's not that they might as well, Rodney, they will take it, because the Bible says that God will cause them to believe a lie. They will believe the lie, no question about it. I know, Lori, that NAR dominion theology is totally nuts, totally whack job. That new apostolic reformation, don't listen to any of that junk that there's no rapture, we're, we're setting up the world for his return. It, it's Lori. don't even listen to it. And those of you that don't even know what NAR is, no New Apostolic Reformation, Dominion Theology, total waste of time. Don't listen to any of it. There will be a rapture. I don't believe in Kingdom Now Theology, Dominion Theology, that we're setting up the world and then Christ is just going to come back and reign as a political leader. Not the case. Not the case at all. Goes against scriptural teaching. Uh, Tammy Becker. Did I miss a question from Tammy? Oh, okay. I saw, I answered it. Okay, they can believe that there is a God, but how do they know about Jesus? Yes, they know about Jesus, Kristen, because people have to preach the gospel to them. That's the whole point of the Great Commission. We've been empowered and commanded to preach the gospel to the ends of the earth. And if people go to hell now... It's cuz the church hasn't done their job. Bottom line. Yeah, I understand. A lot of supermarkets aren't taking cash. Amen. Thank you Tim for sowing a seed. Most Christians, Allison, believe that the rapture takes place somewhere between Revelation chapter 3 and 4, between. The rapture happens at the season of tabernacles. Absolutely. Feast of Tabernacles. The next, um, the next, and here's an interesting thought, Frank. If you um, go back through church history, all of the uh, early feasts, the early feasts in the spring, God fulfilled all four of the of the Jewish feast days in the spring on the actual feast day for Passover, Resurrection, all those on the actual day. And it only makes sense that he'll do the same for the the ones that take place in the fall. Feast of Trumpets is next, Frank. Not Not the Feast of Tabernacles. Feast of Trumpets is the one where the rapture will take place. Feast of Tabernacles for the millennial reign of Christ. Yes, Stephen, I do believe that the fig tree is the rebirth of Israel. And I do believe that it would need to be coming quickly. It's a great question and I do believe it. Um, Carrie is asking, what does it mean by it's easier for a camel to get through the eye of a needle than uh, to get into heaven? Um, One of the things that the Bible warns about is for people... And I've, I've, even, I've even noticed this in the short time that I've ministered. When you preach to people who have everything they want and all everything that's seemingly together in their life, they're much, much less likely to, to listen to what you have to say and to hear the gospel and believe the gospel message than to people who desperately need a touch from God in their life. It's just bottom. It's just truth. It's just truth. And, and so those that trust in their riches, they believe in their riches. They, don't, they feel like they don't need anything because they have everything. That's what Jesus is really teaching, is that you can't tell them anything because they trust in their riches, and they feel like they have everything they need, and they feel like they'll never be without, so why do I need to listen to what you have to say? I've got everything I need. And so it's hard to convince people like that. That's why it's easy For people that are desperate, people that need a touch from God, they might need, you know, whether it's healing, deliverance, blessing, whatever. You you give them the message of hope and truth. They're looking for help and hope and truth. And they receive it. But Jesus was being, he wasn't teaching against prosperity, Mackenzie. Or excuse me, not Mackenzie, but Carrie. He wasn't teaching against uh, prosperity. He was just saying for those that are unsaved that have riches, it's hard for them. Mackenzie asks, why is the first half of the tribulation not called the great tribulation. No, no, no. The first half is not way worse than the second. Yeah, you're understanding. Yeah, you got to go back and look at it again. The serious judgments are poured out in the second half and the actual embodiment of Satan in the Antichrist body dominating the entire world doesn't happen until the second half. So it's, it's way worse in the second half of the tribulation than in the first half. It's a good question, Deborah. I mean, I take, I, I'm not light on holiness. I, I mean, you you that watch the broadcast, I'm sure know that. I don't, I'm not light on holiness. So, and, and she's asking, well, those that ha- had salvation but backslid still have the opportunity to be saved during the tribulation. I don't believe you can lose your salvation as easily as some other people believe, but I do believe you can lose it. And uh, if you had that opportunity and you go into and miss the rapture, I don't think you'll have the same I couldn't tell you, Kristen. I don't know what they think. Ankit Rambabu is on. He is a beast. He said, I am a beast. He is. He's a gospel preaching, miracle working, devil casting out beast. If you've ever seen any of his meetings or crusades, he's a wonderful man of God and I love him. You should check out his ministry. If you've never heard of uh, evangelist Ankit Rambabu, he's a wonderful evangelist and a wonderful man from India and has powerful gospel crusades where many, many are saved and healed. And I thank God for him. Still praying for your dad, Ankit. Um, Hitler was not the Antichrist. You're welcome, Phyllis. God bless you. Yes, Chuck, that's right. That's right. I believe Solowenda will be caught up by the power of God. (laughs) Ankit is a beast (laughs) I'm not saying it's wrong or right to take the COVID-19 shot I'm just telling you I'm not taking it (laughs) I'm not taking it thank you Tim you're wonderful it's a good point Chris how would I know about hair (laughs) I don't have any I don't have any I don't, the Bible does not hint to my knowledge of who will assassinate the Antichrist. To my knowledge, I don't see it. Allison, it's between three and four, chapters three and four. Tribulation saints, it'll be like Old Testament, like almost like righteousness accredited to them. I believe they will be saved, they won't be judged. I'm sorry, so backslidden people that know Christ who are left behind can't reserve Christ. I, I think that that's the case. I mean, I can't be I can't be uh, dogmatic about it. Amen. Mackenzie's um, asking, when the word says the dead in Christ shall rise first, what does that mean? Aren't they already in heaven? Their spirits are in heaven, Mackenzie. Yes, their spirits are in heaven. But one of the promises is that God will resurrect and give us a new body. So he takes our bodies and glorifies them and he reunites their spirits with their physical bodies and a glorified body. And so he's not going to just let us keep our bodies and let their bodies stay in the ground. He will allow their bodies to be reunited with their spirits. And those are those that were in the kingdom of God, those Christians that died before the rapture happened, not Old Testament saints. Lori, I've heard that preached. Lori's asking, so for those Christians who don't believe in the rapture but believe in Jesus, will they go on the rapture? Yes, they will. Because the rapture is not based upon whether or not you believe in it. It's better, it's based on whether or not you're connected to Christ. That's true, Frank. That that was an analogy about the wall, the gate and the wall of Jerusalem. Not, not only did the camel have to kneel down, he had to take all of his baggage off, all the things he was carrying all of the wealth, whatever he was carrying, transporting for somebody else. It's very true. You have to bow down to get in. Absolutely true. Spell what, Maureen? (laughs) I'm looking back through Maureen's things. He is awesome. I love him. Yeah, it's not 27 years, that's for sure, Bill. 120 years, could be. Some say 80 you know, between eighty, you know, that's the guy that wrote, the guy that wrote um, eighty-eight reasons Jesus is coming in 1988. Believed that a generation was forty years, and so I don't try to predict the date of the rapture because the Bible says no man knows the day or the hour. Your life doesn't get touched, tested through fire. So your works, Deborah, are test are are tested. That your works will go through the fire, and the things that mattered come out gold and the things that don't are burned up like chaff. Julie, Revelation chapter 20 and verse four. I applaud my cousin Jonathan for holding a gathering during Easter. I thank God that there's people like my cousin and others that have the guts to actually do something like that. And I applaud him for it. I think he's very smart to do it. Amen. Listen. I love you guys so much. I'll come back tomorrow. We're going to touch on Bible prophecy again tomorrow. And uh you're not going to want to miss this broadcast tomorrow because we're going to deal with more of this and there's so many questions um about No, Raki, I don't I don't believe someone could know the year even if they don't know the day or the hour. Um oh, I see Ankit Rambabu. His his name is spelled A N K I T Ankit, Ankit. Rambabu, R-A-M-B-A-B-U. There we go. And he's a friend of mine. And he's a wonderful guy. Um, yeah, Frank, as I said, even if you don't believe in the rapture, belief in the rapture is not the prerequisite for going up in the rapture. It's being a Christian. Being connected to Christ by covenant is the prerequisite for going up in the rapture. And so, um, you know, if you guys are just now logging in and you missed the rest of this, um, go back and rewatch this broadcast because people need to understand this. So vitally important that they do. And and we're going to come back tomorrow, 10.30 a.m. Of course, I'll be back tonight at 7 p.m. for the Spirit of Faith session. But tomorrow morning, 10.30 a.m., it's going to be, again, Bible prophecy because these things need to be taught, especially in the day and age, Age we're living in, so many people uh, are speculating wrongly. What some would call newspaper prophecy, it's a mistake. Listen to what the Bible says and believe what the Bible says. So very important. I love you guys. Thank you. Listen, if you just logged on, you didn't get a chance to sow a seed. We're sending every person this awesome book by Dr. Mark Hitchcock The End, a complete overview to the Bible prophecy and end of days. 530 pages of answers to questions and great, great teaching. Everybody that stands with us at $100 or more this month, we're going to be sending you that and uh, it will be a massive blessing to you and you'll understand more than you ever have and all of us that are uh, standing in in, uh, partnership, I pray for you. Also, those that are sowing $1,000 or more this month, we're going to include with that the Genuine Leather Life Application Study Bible, one of my favorite tools to study scripture that exists, and we're going to make that out to you and send it to you as our gift to you guys. We love you so much. Um, let me say, I'll be back tonight, 7 p.m., Spirit of Faith Session, tomorrow morning. We're back with Bible Prophecy again. Um, I can't think of any anything else other than Further the fasters coming to you very quickly. If you haven't pre-ordered this, take your time, because... First come, first serve on the first run. And so uh, as they come in, we're going to send them in. An I don't and it'll be a, a few more weeks after the first run is sold out uh, for you to get your copy. Uh, so if you want to pre-order that, shop.miracleword.com and uh you'll be happy that you did. You'll be very happy that you did. I love you guys so much. As we're leaving today, time for a praise break. Enjoy my friend, Jeremiah Yocum singing Jesus is with me. I love you guys. See you tonight at 7 p.m. Thanks for hanging with me. Later.
0: Well, Jesus is with me When the storm clouds together He's standing by my side When I hear the thunder roll Fence around this shield His grace It is sufficient to stand But he that is within us is so much greater than he when we rebuke him and change him. Away. It's Monday night. Just because it's the first night, I can't meet the second song. That we gotta stand here and can't praise God. Nobody ever said you gotta wait till Thursday night or Friday night to shout. Nobody ever said you gotta wait till Friday night to praise the Lord. Now listen, we're gonna turn Brother Greg loose. I don't believe in singing for an hour and a half and then letting the preacher up. That's rude. So we're gonna sing for a few more minutes. And if you came to praise the Lord tonight, I want you to put your hands together and let God know